He walks onto the playing field, head up, shoulders back. He spent the last few minutes before the game wondering if he had done enough to prepare. Was he ready for this? Of course he was. The game started, and then it was over. He lost. What happened? All those years of practice? Physically, he was ready. What is he supposed to do now? On the podcast this week, our resident expert, Laura Ratto, will peel away the layers of confusion and give you the keys to sports confidence, breaking down the what, when, where, why, and how of this most fragile of elements to sporting success and give you the tools you need to succeed. Are you a confident person? While this may seem like a yes or no question, it really isn't. There are many different types of confidence. There is confidence in yourself, confidence in your ability to compete, play your sport, confidence in your ability to play an instrument or perform on stage, confidence in how well you do in school, confidence in how good you are at your job, confidence in your social life and how to interact with others, and the list goes on. Today, we are going to focus on one type, sport confidence. Confidence in general is defined as the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Put simply in a sports setting, confidence is having trust in yourself and in your ability to excel in your sport. Throughout this series, we've talked about focusing on things that we can control. Having confidence in yourself only has one person in the picture. So it should be easy, right? But... There are many factors that play a role and affect our confidence. In this episode, we are going to focus on a couple of questions that come up most often with my clients when we are talking about confidence. How do you get confidence or build confidence? How do you keep it or get it back? How do you get confidence? Research has shown that there are several ways to increase sport confidence, such as physical and mental preparation, mastery, demonstration of ability, social support, vicarious experience, coaches' leadership, environmental comfort, situational favorableness, and physical and mental preparation, just to name a few. To keep things simple, we're going to focus on one thing from the list. Which one would you like to focus on? Physical and mental preparation, you say? I think that's a great idea. Let's do that. What does it mean to be physically and mentally prepared? Being physically prepared means that you feel like you have the technical skills to perform well in your sport. Physical preparation comes through team and individual practices, lessons, practicing by yourself at home, in the gym, or on the field, trying to get in just one more rep. Being mentally prepared means that you have the ability to focus on the right thing at the right time in order to perform your best. For more information on focus, see episode four. Mental preparation includes not just the strategy of the game, but also skills and tools such as visualization and self-talk that will help you mentally prepare to perform your best. Creating and building confidence is not about knowing it all and having all of the confidence all of the time. It is about believing that no matter what happens, you'll be able to deal with it. Not only will you be able to deal with it, but you'll take advantage of the situation and learn from the outcome. Even a loss can help us build confidence if we can focus on what we did well and learn from the experience about what we will do better next time. 
Self-confidence is on a continuum, which means that it changes from day to day and event to event. Athletes at every level struggle with confidence at some point in their career. How they deal with it determines their success moving forward. Joe Montana, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, said, confidence is a fragile thing. So what can you do when you're struggling with confidence in your sport? The answer to this question depends on the situation. Let's say you're having trouble with a specific situation in your sport. Maybe you have a case of the yips, or you're missing free throws, or can't hit your spots on your jump serve. In these scenarios, think about the last time you performed that task or skill successfully and see yourself going through the specific movements. This visualization will help give you the confidence you need to make that same play again in a different setting. How do you keep this confidence in the long term? Because confidence is on a continuum, it is important to work on improving your confidence on a daily basis. You are your own biggest fan and critic. One thing that you can do is think positively and have a growth mindset, knowing that confidence comes from within. Positive thinking and positive self-talk are good ways to get, increase, and maintain confidence. As we said before, confidence depends on the situation. For example, before competition, athletes who use mental training techniques such as goal setting, see episode one, and self-talk, see episode three, have higher levels of self-confidence than athletes who do not use these techniques. To review, the focus four for confidence are, number one, confidence is having trust in yourself and in your abilities in your sport and is on a continuum, meaning that there are highs and lows. Number two, physical and mental preparation are two ways to increase sport confidence. Number three, when you are struggling with confidence, think about the last time you performed that task or skill successfully and see yourself going through the specific movements. Number four, mental training techniques such as goal setting and self-talk help athletes to keep confidence high in the long term. Now that you have the confidence snippet, think about one skill you're currently having difficulty with. Picture yourself doing that skill correctly and write out exactly how that would look. Read this every morning when you get up, before practice, after practice, and every evening before you go to sleep. Use the focus four to be aware of where your level of confidence is for today and see if you can use one of the techniques discussed to increase it. For more information on the what, when, where, why, and how of sport confidence, contact me at radoconsulting.com. If you or your coaches or organization are interested in hosting a workshop or virtual seminar on this or any other sports psychology or performance optimizing topic, please email me at laura at radoconsulting.com. That's L-A-U-R-A at radoconsulting.com. Next week, we'll start our four-episode Olympic series, and we will be discussing competition. Can you become more competitive? How do you use it to get the biggest advantage? Have a great week and trust in yourself to do all the things. Thanks for listening to the Sports Mastermind. Your continued enthusiasm for our simple and straightforward delivery of complex sports psychology topics helps propel us to the top of Apple podcast charts. If you haven't already checked out the previous episode, Laura dissects focus and concentration, gives you the tools to integrate these two key elements into your everyday practice routine. At under 10 minutes, there's a mountain of value packed into it.
I'd like to take a moment before we go and give a special shout out to Bump Squad 11. Here's what they said in their review on Apple Podcasts. This is amazing. So many of the young athletes I work with will benefit so much from this. Thank you for putting together an easy to follow and impactful podcast for athletes at any stage of their career. Thanks so much, Bump Squad 11. Your support means a lot to us in our efforts. If you would like to receive a shout out in the future episode, leave a review for us on our show at Apple Podcasts. So next Wednesday, grab a comfy spot and spend 10 minutes making yourself a better athlete. We'll show you how. Mm-hmm.